How do you thrive in your career when things seem to keep changing all around you? That's a question one of our Academy alums and I attempt to answer in this Saturday cast. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 659. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. This is one of the Saturday casts. A few times a year, I air a Saturday episode that's a conversation with one of our longtime listeners or members. The next regular episode is still coming on Monday, so this is an extra episode. These Saturday casts are sponsored by the Coaching for Leaders Academy. The Academy is a leadership development cohort of participant leaders who work personally with me to develop leadership excellence and empower each other. You can find out more about the Academy and receive invitations for future opportunities to apply by going over to coachingforleaders.com slash academy. Today, I'm so glad to have a conversation with one of our Academy alums on a reality that so many of us run into in our careers, of course, our lives. And yes, especially these last few years with everything that's happened in the world and the pandemic of how do we thrive when things keep shifting around us and under us. And I'm so pleased to have Jen Binney here today. Jen is an alum of the Academy. She's also a senior director of product design in the health tech space and uh, a talented leader. And I'm so glad that Jen, you're sharing your story with us. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dave. Happy to be here. I am thinking about this topic of shift, right? Like Mm -hmm. how much has changed for all of us in the last three to four years in the world and in our lives, of course. And sometimes it's change happening around us. And sometimes it's change that we initiate on our own. And that's, I think, maybe where our story starts in the last couple of years with you of actually some of the shift for you started with you making a decision to change something up. When did that happen? And what was that shift that started? Yes, sure. Um, Last year, I had an opportunity presented to me that I was really excited about, a company that I'd been a longtime fan of, that had always been on my list of places I'd love to work. And the opportunity came up for me to join the company. And It was actually a very hard decision because I was at a company I really loved and Mm. with surrounded by people who were very supportive and it was just a really good working environment. So it was exciting in both ways where um, a hard decision, but, you know, left on very good terms in the position I had been in. And then the company I joined was, it was a bit of a dream, right? So I was really excited to make the jump and make new connections and bring what I could to the new organization. I remember us talking at that time when you made that decision to shift. And it was also about the time you applied for the academy. And so it was a lot of things happening all at once. When the academy applications opened and you decided to apply, what is it you were hoping to gain from 
going through the experience with us. Yeah, the academy, well, now having been through it, it really what I what I was hoping to gain was to become, you know, I have this learning mindset, learner's mindset. And I figured there's so many different ways you can grow. Like I listen to the pod your podcast a lot. I listen to several podcasts, but I feel like if I'm a sponge and I soak up and you know, some things are going to resonate more than others, but then to have the environment of a community and a cohort within the academy specifically of people I didn't know necessarily before. And then also coming from many different industries and backgrounds, that was that was exciting to me to be able to think about how can I build relationships and learn from other people in this academy environment environment. And we all have coaching for leaders and, and the academy just in common from the very beginning. So everybody else probably had some form of interest in learning and growing as well. So that that was really like, and then to just have the opportunity of it, it's being a smaller cohort as well. We really get to know each other. And so over time, I got to learn how valuable that was. But going into it was definitely about personal growth. I remember you and I talking then and the certainly coming in the academy and kind of the natural process. We're all thinking about learning and growth as we do that, of course. And and then, of course, you were taking on this new role, like this new exciting opportunity. And a lot of things were happening. And there was a lot of energy and excitement around it. And then you got there. And what was the experience like of arriving and diving into this dream job? Well, there was tons of energy. I felt very welcomed. I mean, it was this it was interesting too, because in exiting the previous company, I I felt just so supported and people were very kind. Like I'd never had a transition like that, leaving a company that was like such a great experience. And so I felt really good from that. And then going into this company that I was very excited to continue my career with, it was it was also an incredibly welcoming environment. And I was also excited to have the support of the my colleagues in the academy who were like along for the ride with me, right? So they were kind of my consistency across all of this, where I was sort of walking away from a group of colleagues into this new new environment. And it was really exciting. I was really excited to be there to work on the product and to hopefully be part of making impact in improving how the company, what they were putting out in the world and and bringing what I, I had in terms of experience to it. So I felt like I was really he- hitting a pinnacle in my career. We've centered this conversation around the topic of uh, how to thrive when the ground keeps shifting under you. So spoiler alert, <laughs> it wasn't exactly what you had anticipated as time went on. What was mm-hmm. different? What happened? Well, there were a lot of changes in the organization, the new organization I had joined. And well, with that, and in any kind of company, you have to learn how to adapt and ideally thrive, of course. But when changes, changes, it, it was, it felt quite frequent. So there, there was that sense of that ground shifting, right? Where it's like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing and now oh, more changes are coming. Okay, I didn't see that coming. So, and you get a little fatigued, right? And then you start to think, well, okay, I do want to make impact here, but 
how can I do this in a way while I'm still just trying to bring stability, both for my own experience, but also for the teams that I was working with. So it kind of got a little bit more turbulent over time, even though I was trying to think of like, well, where can I bring stability in? But as an individual, you can only do so much of that. Yeah. So I learned a lot. We'll put it that way in this process. Yeah. You know, uh, so often we get into a new role and it's different than advertised, right? And most of the time, I think, just not intentional. Like everyone intends really well. They try to represent the position where the organization is. And it just ends up either being a little bit different perspective or you show up and things really do change. Like I know some of, in your case, like things really changed around the organization, the industry a bit. And you all of a sudden, you think you've gone through this whole process of change and you think, oh, I'm done <laughs> with all this change. And at some point you realize and my sense is you had a little bit of this experience like, oh, I thought I just went through all this change and was done with it. And it turns out I'm actually at the start of all this change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, part of the change that was happening was just different people coming in and having a shift in priorities and and even roles within the company. So right, when you think, okay, right now we're going to work as a leadership team on change management, and then more is coming. And then maybe product strategy changes or company strategy or goals for the year, and then have more organizational changes. And so, right. Yeah, it's, it is, it is that back to that, that shifting, that moving ground. Right. And so adaptability is really important, but it's also trying to figure out like, okay, who am I aligning with in all of this process like that I'm working with or who's coming in new and how are we going to work together in a way that is going to bring stability as a leadership team and model that for the organization. And you ultimately made a really big change after doing that for a bit that landed you back where you started, didn't you? Yes, yes. So this is the plot twist you <laughs> you alluded to a little bit. I definitely couldn't have written this story, but I really love how it it evolved. So the organization I was super excited to join that had been on my list, I was there for a little while. And then, as I mentioned, there was so much change happening, but there was also change in roles, and that included my role. And my, there was a, a different kind of focus area for this, this, the space of design that I'm in that was available, yet the original role that I joined for was going to change. And so it didn't make sense for me to continue in a role that I wasn't going to be able to do the best for the company and myself. So that time ended at the company much sooner than I ever anticipated or would have ever planned, you know, when making a change with a work situation. And it came faster than I thought. And it was a little more abrupt than I, than I anticipated. But at the same time, in hindsight, things were changing all the time. So maybe I shouldn't have been as surprised. That said, yes, along the way, with a little break in between, I was graciously given an opportunity to return to the company that I had left last year. And there was there's so many wonderful things about that. And that's where I am now. And I learned a lot about this in the process. And I think that also, again, mentioning bringing us back, you know, having that consistency with the cohort and the academy 
was really, <laughs> given how it was like the over the course of a almost a year that all all these things happened, it was really great to have trusted people who were kind of neutral to my personal situation, but then supportive of me. Yeah. Yeah, it it is interesting. Like there is something helpful in all of our conversations of us all being able to be a little bit objective because we're not in the organization and the politics, mm-hmm. and we can, but we are really invested in each other. So like, yeah. it's a it's a nice dichotomy that helps elicit some of that. And I I'd love to dive in on what you learned from this. And before even doing that, I mean, I just also want to acknowledge first of all, thank you for sharing your story and. It's also a story I've heard several times now. I've worked with several of our members, and I think of listeners and colleagues I know who have either because it was the Great Resignation, which was the term that was you know being thrown around a lot, or because an opportunity came up. And then I know several people in the last few years who have gone back to roles that they had previously, and it's worked out really well um, because something there was a change or an external event. And it's really interesting how I think that that is an option sometimes. It's not always possible. It's not even always desirable. But it's interesting that that you ended up back in a place that was uh, not only similar, but in in the same organization in a very similar role. And you learned a bunch through this. And one of the things that you've told me that you really discovered throughout this process is that it's about people, not product. Tell me a bit about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, as I mentioned, I was super excited to make a change to a company whose product I was, you know, a huge fan of, had been using it for many years. And there were definitely great people in both organizations, for sure. But it was really about the ability to build relationships that were authentic, and that you felt like you could trust people. Um, And that's, easier to do when there's less turbulence and less change happening around, right? Especially if that changes with people within your work environment. But it is definitely, you know, the value of having a space of trust and safety to do your best work is, I I mean, I or maybe I should say it's invaluable because it's really like, okay, I'm less focused or distracted on all these things happening around me. And now I can focus on why I'm here and how I can make impact and how I can further develop relationships with my colleagues so we can we can do impactful work together and build better practices around communication and efficiencies. And if we have strong communication and strong relationships, I mean, in any business, in any organization, probably in life in general, <laughs> but if we have these things, if they're both respectful and strong, I think that that is the recipe for doing great work. And I think that's when great work happens. When you think about people today in your work, what's different about how you think about people than was? two years ago when you were in this organization, but before you had left and then come back? Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's important to really acknowledge or recognize who believes in you. Because the people who believe in you and who are your cheerleaders, they're going to be there for you. They're going to have your back. And they're going to they're gonna help set you up for success, whether it's helping you come back to an organization or helping you navigate the time in between, or even helping you find 
what might be around the corner for you and the next best opportunity. So, I mean, again, that's, I couldn't have written this story. I couldn't have predicted it would have gone this way, but it's, it's just so awesome to know that there are people who are like, I recognize you for the work you did. And that work is super important. And we need that work here. And sometimes even in coming back to this organization, the people who have also returned, you start to learn about each other because you're like, oh, you came back too. It's like within uh-huh. within my first few weeks back, I learned of two other people who are engineers who are like, oh yeah, I left and came back as well. And it's like, okay, yeah, like you're saying, it's not quite as rare as as it might seem, but it still is unique. And with that, it, it was only possible knowing and having those connections to people that that know I have something to offer and who believe in me. I was thinking about what you were saying and reflecting on some of my own career too. And sometimes I found that the people who were my biggest champions, I didn't really recognize in the moment. Like at the time I was working with them, it only became later through some event or conversation or a transition for one of us that it really became apparent how much that person believed in me and or or, or and vice versa, right? Me, me with them. And I guess what I'm curious about is, is there anything you've discovered through this process that's helped you to recognize that now in the moment, who's there who shows up, who believes in you, those relationships that you may invest more in than you otherwise would have? Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about in hindsight, as you're mentioning, who endorsed you, who supported you, but then to sort of now take that and go, how do I identify that, you know, in the moment or today? And I I think it's a, I think it comes down to authenticity and just natural connection. And that if you think of who do you look forward to having meetings with, or who do you look forward to getting a chat from, or whether it's a, oh, you're in this meeting too, or we're on this project together. Like I would say, pay attention to that. I think that's something that I'm, I've been doing too. And um, also the other thing is, and I think this is actually stretching even back from the pandemic, which is, you know, learning from these circumstances that can have huge impacts on our lives. Right is just leaving the space for grace. You never you never know where someone's coming from on a certain Monday morning or day of the week or that you're having a meeting or you know where they're coming from but just making sure that you're whether you have a strong relationship and an authentic and natural re- relationship with them or not just giving people um a, that space and that you don't know where they're coming from as they enter into the conversation with you or the video meeting or even in person if 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 that's happening and i think that that allows for receptivity and i think that allows for that room of growing the relationship and then when those things happen is when it's like okay we have this this thing in common that we're trying to do we have this common goal or we have this common thing that we're trying to do on this project or in this area that we're focused in and so i think that is that is probably how I'm identifying who I make those natural and authentic connections with more in real time now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like what how how insightful to think about like really paying attention to like the person that you look forward to seeing that you're excited to like bump into. 
doing that more intentionally now, what's different? Like when you notice that, when you do that, what's different about your behavior and how you do things today than was maybe a few years ago? Hmm, That's an interesting question. I haven't really even thought about that for myself. What's different? I think, well, actually, as I think about this now, the the areas of that I focused on with the academy, I'll just share that one of them was um, thinking about modeling equanimity. Oh yeah, and that yeah. So that was I think that that is something that while I focused on that during the academy, that that's a different way of just navigating our days and how we interact with people then I I was able, I think I'm doing that better now than I was a few years ago. So not only was that that happened over time and over events that changed in my life, but it was also a, a learning of an area I was leaning into and focusing on in the academy with the support of you and others. Hmm. And how cool that those lined up at the same time mm-hmm. to support you. Yes. Uh, you also said the word grace a minute ago. And mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because we mentioned the word pandemic a bit ago. I was, I was thinking how we've, I think a lot of us recognized, at least I feel like I have, I should just speak for myself. I feel like I, I trying to be a more graceful person during this time. And the thing I'm thinking of recently, speaking of pandemic, is it's it was time for our annual COVID shot. Now we're a few years past the pandemic, of course, and or the main part of the pandemic. And hopefully, God willing. <laughs> and and I scheduled at our local pharmacy to bring in our kids to get their shots and and me and filled out. It was like 45 minutes of paperwork online. The website keep crashing, all these things, right? And I booked mm-hmm. it and booked all the kid appointments and everything. And we get there and we had like archi- architected the entire day around getting to this appointment and all, anyway, this whole thing. And we get there and the pharmacy person at the window says, well, we don't have kid shots here. The inventory didn't come in. And, and, and there were no apology, like just, we don't have it. Mm. And I, I asked, well, gosh, we set up all these appointments with the birth dates. Like what, what happened? And she's like, man, we just didn't get them. (laughs) And I had that (laughs) moment where I was like, really? Like, we're like, three, four years into this now, mm-hmm. and we did all this in advance. And then I had this thought of that would have been the person I would have been five years ago, really sort of like a little bit more angry and frustrated in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all had those situations with the customer service situation where something didn't work. And I thought, okay. And I still got my shot and the kids got their flu shots. And then we sat down in the waiting area of the pharmacy and there's this giant poster <laughs> Like giant poster, like four feet high. Thank you so much for your grace during this difficult time of the pandemic, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, on one hand, sort of happy that I did have a little bit of grace. But on the other hand, looking at that and being like, okay, it's not that big a deal. Okay, you Mm got to come back next week. Your life is so hard, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that invitation to you of thinking about so often, I think from a leadership standpoint, and the reason I'm sharing that story is we are all responsible for numbers, results, moving things mm-hmm. forward, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to forget about the grace part of that and providing that for people. 
And have you found a way to like have Grace show up more <laughs> as the ground shifting? Because I'd be Ugh. like, I'm still working on this. I'm curious what if what if anything's worked for you to catch yourself in the moment. I think the the one thing that comes to mind is to just remember what intentions are. Like the intention of, well, maybe I think of an example here where it's like we came forward and we were doing a presentation and we thought it was going to go this way and it didn't. And it actually kind of took a 180 and it became kind of a tough environment, for example. Like, you know, I've had these experiences, but then it's like, okay, all right, we'll we'll debrief and we'll recover from this, but recognize that nobody intended to go in and come out of this, this, this time together the way they did. The intention was all right and it was all good and it was mostly aligned. Right. And so I think that that is, that is one of the things that I find both a way of looking at, okay, so here's what happened. This, this is how we went into it. Here's what happened. Now, how can we realign again with intention? <laughs> so the next time we have a conversation like this, it's much more successful. So that's that's the one thing that comes to mind as you asked me that. And it's such the work, and I would dare say the responsibility of leadership, to be the person who is able to do exactly what you just said, to frame the larger intention, the why, the, mm -hmm. as Dale Carnegie would have said, the nobler motive, right? What are we really here to do? Like big picture. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really apparent. But it also is often the case that it takes someone in a room or a situation to like say that out loud. And if the person with the leadership role doesn't, it's interesting, like the people do make their own assumptions. There's something about being able to frame that, that really does make a big difference. I, I love that you were thinking about that and, and using that. Yeah, I think it's also, thank you. I think, I think it's important to just let recognize I'm with you all on this. I felt that too. <laughs> right. And I, I, to be fair, I mean, I'm watching senior leaders, how they show up, how they navigate, how they, how they present, how they deliver tough feedback. And I'm looking at what's effective, but I'm also looking at the how, how are they communicating this? Because the what probably needs to be said if things are kind of going in the wrong direction, but the how is is super key. And even though it, you know, tough feedback is hard to take when it's taken with, or when it's given, I should say, with humility and with just recognizing that people are other, on the other end of this, hearing this, and and then and then bringing that sort of tone through the sort of follow-up conversation. It's like, it's okay, we've got this. It's like giving people a moment to sort of let it land, sort of digest it in a sense, and then catch their breath <laughs> anymore, any other metaphors here, but also give them a moment to find their, their energy on it again. So we can redirect a little bit. So I think that there's, there's grace, but there's timing that goes with that too, a little bit. Yeah, indeed. I think it comes back to what you said earlier. It's not about, it's not about the product. It's about people mm -hmm. or it's, it's about the relationships and communications. And it's so interesting, and you know this from being in so many of our academy conversations, 
as different as we all are and all the industries that people come to in the academy and the perspectives, how many conversations become so similar? <laughs> like when we get into like the core leadership things that are going on for people, and it's usually not product stuff. It's usually what are the difficult conversations that need to happen? How do you give feedback? It's all the things you just said, right? And right. on those things, yes, there's contextual differences, of course, everywhere. But the core human things become so similar that we're all dealing with. And that's why that that focus on people is so key. Yeah, there are so many universal truths to leadership. And I think that comes across through, I mean, all of your episodes and the amazing content of your Coaching for Leaders library as well. It's like, it doesn't matter what industry or what focus people have. And that was, I mean, we had a very diverse cohort for the academy from, um, you know, the restaurant world and the health world and some just more business focused, but you're right. These things are universal and, and you can apply so many learnings to your own personal situation. Speaking of learnings, you've been listening to the podcast for a while, so you know that I often ask my last question, which is what you've... Uh, learned, but also what you've changed your mind on. As you think about this experience over the last couple of years of like so many things shifting, some of them like you shifted, some of them external, like almost all of us, right? A ton of shifts happening in both places. As you reflect back, what's one thing that you've changed your mind on? Yeah, I mean, we have talked about it is about the people, but you know, it's really about having the faith that there are people who believe in you and who will fight for you and having and maintaining those relationships naturally, not forcing them. Because I, I think there are cycles and seasons of our lives where people are closer and we're more connected. And then maybe we have some distance and then we're connected again. But the ones that, you know, you support and that support you sometimes, you know, it's reciprocal. Sometimes you're more supportive. It, whatever the case is, that's where the energy, that's where it's important to put energy is into, into people because you, you, we can't predict our futures, but we can, we can really find meaning and value out of these relationships. And that could help steer the course of how our careers evolve or our next opportunities. So that has been, I don't know that I'm, I, I guess it's just been a learning. I just didn't recognize it before. Like how, as we were talking about a little bit earlier, like there are people who truly endorse you and it's okay to call on them. And it's okay if they're going to extend an invitation, you should take it, go for it. That means they believe in you. If you, if they believe in you and you have an opportunity to run with that, then you've already got that that confidence around you. So then you can focus on doing your really doing your best work. Jen Binney is the senior director of product design and an alum of our academy. Jen, what a pleasure it's been to support you and so grateful for you sharing your story with us. Thank you so much, Dave. I've really enjoyed everything with the Academy and the podcast. So thank you for all you do.
If this conversation was helpful, a few related episodes I'd recommend. One of them is episode 347, The Power of Weak Connections. David Burkus was my guest on that episode. He's been on the show more recently, but I'm thinking about that conversation with David because of the point he makes that when we are looking for a new opportunity or a something to challenge us in our thinking, one of the best ways to do that is to reach out to our weaker connections, the people who have known us in our careers, who have pulled for us, who are in our corners already, but maybe we haven't talked to in a bit. Those are often the people that surface the things that aren't on our daily radar screens, that we do hear from those who are closer to us. Just a wonderful invitation to be thinking about that more broadly from a career standpoint, especially during times of transition, episode 347 for that. I'd also recommend episode 550, How to Win the Long Game When the Short-Term Seems bleak. Dory Clark was my guest on that episode. We talked about her book, The Long Game, and thinking about our careers through the lens of the medium and long term. And when we do, the short term often seems challenging. How do we work past that? And how do we win even if we lose? It's one of the foundations of that conversation with Dory, episode 550, for a lot more. And then finally, I'd recommend episode 607, How to Quit Bad Stuff Faster. Annie Duke was my guest on that episode, and we talked about the uh, falsehood that we should never quit, that winners never quit. We've all heard that many times before. The reality is those that find the most success often in their lives and careers make intentional choices on when to quit at the right time. And in that conversation, Annie and I talk about how do you know when that time is right to set something aside and when's the time to keep going, episode 607 for more on that. All of those episodes you can find on the coachingforleaders.com website. And often I get asked whenever we open up our academy for new applications, could I hear a bit from folks who have been through the academy and what their experience has have been like. And many of those conversations we have aired on past Saturday casts over the years. If you set up your free membership at coachingforleaders.com, you can go into the episode library and find the topic area for Saturday casts. You'll see dozens of past conversations with many of our academy graduates speaking about what they've gained from the Academy, all of the details of their experiences, and you get to hear from them in their voices about what they have done in the work in the Academy to be able to help move forward their leadership development and their careers. If you'd like to find out more about the Academy, just go over to coachingforleaders.com slash Academy. There's a place there to be able to enter your information to get an early invitation the next time we open up the Academy for applications. All of that, of course, inside of the free membership. You can go over again to coachingforleaders.com, set up your free membership. And if you haven't yet found out about Coaching for Leaders Plus, it is another way for you to continue continue to build your leadership development to find uh, more details on resources that will accelerate your learning and help you to get more insights on what you're hearing here on the podcast. One of the things we do inside of Coaching for Leaders Plus is to have a monthly expert chat. I invite a guest expert who has been on the podcast previously into a conversation with our members. And unlike me asking the questions, it's our members asking the questions. We record those every single month, and we send them out to all of our members who are involved with Coaching for Leaders Plus 
Plus, we give access to all of those past conversations, three years now, of detailed conversations with our members and the experts on how to utilize their work to help everyone to move forward. All of that you can find inside of Coaching for Leaders Plus. It is one of the key benefits. For more, go over to coachingforleaders.plus. Coaching for Leaders is edited by Andrew Kroger. Production support is provided by Sierra Priest. This coming Monday, two days from now, I have our next regular episode coming. I'm glad to welcome to the show former U.S. Air Force fighter pilot, Robert Cujo Teschner, on how to prevent a team from repeating mistakes, an important conversation with him. And I'll look forward to seeing you back for that on Monday. Take care.